0: On today's show, we're going to discuss the Yankees weekend against the Cubs. It was good. We're going to spotlight certain players, talk about how this team seems to have that magic that other teams of the past have had. Yeah, it's happening. We'll discuss it all, all next on Locked on Yankees. You are locked on Yankees your daily New York Yankees podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Hello, Yankee fans, I'm Stacey Gautzullius. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you can watch us on YouTube. Just hit that subscribe button and like comment and the bell. If you hit the bell button, you'll be notified whenever a new video goes up. That's pretty cool. And if you have a smart device, tell it to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Let's discuss the weekend. Now, first of all, I was supposed to record on Saturday. I could not record on Saturday, unbeknownst to me. And they didn't have to let me know that they were doing this, but two neighbors were having parties and boy, were they loud. Between the screaming children on the street. And the loud music, there was no way I could record without you hearing it in my microphone. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll record on Sunday. And then it just didn't happen yesterday. So there you go. So we get to talk about the whole weekend today. How exciting. I will say Friday night was annoying, and I was actually looking forward to ranting on Saturday about Friday, but now that I'm a few days removed and after what the Yankees did on Saturday and Sunday, I'm not as angry about Friday night as I was on Saturday, because that was an annoying game. Yes, the Yankees won, and they won in exciting fashion, but... Did anyone else want to not smack Aaron Boone, I'm not into violence, but shake him maybe and wake him up and say, why aren't you pinch hitting for Kyle Higashioka, Duder? What are you doing? And then he finally puts Jose Trevino in. And what does Trevino do? He wins the game. Could have ended the game a few innings before the 13th. I'm sure Rob Manfred was quaking in his boots when he saw that the Yankees and the Cubs couldn't do anything. In nearly four full extra innings. (gasps) Yeah. And Ron Marinaccio. How cool. He gets his first win. He's looking a lot better, actually. He was looking a little, you know, I'm a rookie. I'm young. I'm from New Jersey. I'm pitching in Yankee Stadium. You know, a few of his first outings were a little, But some of his pitches are looking really good lately. Um... Probably the Matt Blake effect, because he seems to be having an effect on everyone. But yeah, Friday night, (laughs) I didn't think they were going to lose. I didn't have that feeling. I just was annoyed that they just couldn't seem to do anything. Neither could the Cubs. So both bullpens did an amazing job in those innings that they had to pitch. You know, the Cubs had nine pitchers on Friday night. Miley started, Norris, Efros, Martin Givens, D-Rob. Let me tell you, when I saw D-Rob in the game, my first thought was, can the Yankees trade for him? (laughs) If the Cubs keep falling off, can the Yankees get D-Rob back at the trade deadline? Is that a thing that could happen? Because he still looks good. Wick, Hughes, and then Mills ended up getting the loss for the Cubs. And then Severino pitched a great game. You know, and it's a shame that he didn't get the decision because his teammates were one for 19 with runners in scoring position. They left 17 on base. The Cubs were 0 for 18 and left 13 on base. So yeah, it was that kind of a game for both teams. Then Castro came in after Severino, King, Clay Holmes, Schmidt, pitched two innings, did a nice job, Wandy Peralta, and then Maranaccio gets this, the win. I must said save. Win. So the Yankees overall had 13 strikeouts in 13 innings. Gave up the one run on nine hits. Walked four. Severino gave up the home run to Hayward. The ghost of Jason Hayward hit a home run off Luis Severino. That's the kind of game it was on Friday. It's baseball. What are you going to do? <laughs> and then Saturday's game was a Fox game. We discussed that when we were talking about the preview of the series. And, yeah, the Yankees, they were mean to Swarmer, the starter. They were just downright mean to that man. They hit six home runs off him. Six. Six. Now, my favorite thing about this is... Because it was a Fox game, John Smoltz was doing the game. He doesn't like the Yankees. He'll say, oh, no, I'm not biased. I don't dislike. He dislikes the Yankees because they basically ended his career in 2009. They kept him from winning a second World Series in 1996. He doesn't like the Yankees. It's fine, John. You could admit it. And you can tell when he does games and the Yankees don't do well and he's, like, so excited for the other team. And that had to be torture for him on Saturday, watching the Cubs give up six home runs to the Yankees and the Yankees not giving up a damn thing to the Cubs. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun for me. I will admit that I watched the game on mute because I can't listen to I can't listen to Smoltz. I've said it many times on this show. I think I even mentioned it when David Cohn was on the show that I just don't like John Smoltz. He's one of those players or former players who doesn't seem to enjoy the modern version of the game where Cohn has adapted to it. And he discusses things that people discuss now during games. He doesn't talk about how horrible things are, unlike John Smoltz. Now, I don't know if he did that on Saturday because, as I said, I had it muted. Because I can't deal with him at all. Mm. And someone else, let me know if you feel the same way. Joe Davis, who does the Fox games now with Smoltz. He's one of those people who looks young and old at the same time. Look at him next time he does a game. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. And Jeff Passan is the same way. I feel like he's also young, old. I hope someone else agrees with me. And I hope you're not all like, the hell are you talking about? But I'm serious. That's that's just look at them and let me know if you feel the same way. Okay. In a moment, we're going to discuss more about Saturday's game and then get into Sunday's game because Sunday's game, honestly, it was insane. It was fun, but it was insane. And I kind of feel bad for the Cubs, but not really. So we'll discuss that in a moment. But first, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I almost brought the bag upstairs just to show you all. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy. I wanted a better immune system. And that seems to be helping because I don't get sick. I also don't like taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted to be able to drink my pills and vitamins in one scoop of AG1. Because you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that I need in my life. I take it in the morning when I first wake up before I have my breakfast and my coffee, and it helps me when I work out so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you need to do is visit athleticgreens.com MLB network again that is athleticgreens.com MLB network to take take ownership over your health, and pick up the Ultimate Daily Nutritional Insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts, plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th, so search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Can you believe it? It's that time of year already. That's crazy. So what else can we discuss? Oh, yes, Saturday. More about Saturday. So eight runs on 11 hits, those six home runs. Judge hit two more. He's up to 24. Good Lord. Stanton (laughs) hit another one. He's up to 13. Torres is up to 12. Gleyber Torres, 12 home runs. Jose Trevino hit his fifth home run. And Rizzo hit his 15th. So yeah, there's a bunch of Yankees there now with double-digit home runs and guys who are creeping closer. The Yankees were 2-4 for with runners in scoring position. They only left four on base. The Cubs were 0-7 with runners in scoring position, and they left eight on base. Now, the reason they had people on, let's see, the Yankees only gave up five hits. Jordan Montgomery picked up his second win of the season. He went seven innings which was good because the bullpen needed it after Friday night. Didn't give up a run, only gave up five hits, did not walk anyone, struck out five, and now his bloated three oh two ERA is down to a 2.70, which is better than Garrett Cole after that horrible start he had the other night. So now Jordan Montgomery is higher up on the totem pole when it comes to the starters compared to Garrett Cole. Because Garrett Cole, I believe, is 3.63 now. So, Yeah and then sunday now first of all did anyone else forget that it was a 135 start and not a 105 start and when it was 110 i was wondering why isn't hasn't the game started what is happening here right now and why was it 135 but you know and you know it was a little concerning because there was bad weather heading in and i think it would be difficult for the yankees and cubs to have to make up a game so I think people wanted them to kind of scramble and get the game in before any of the rain started. But really, the rain didn't start till later last night. So it worked out well. Thank you, Mother Nature, for not screwing that up for everyone. So yesterday's game. My goodness. Um, now, the Yankees didn't score in every inning, even though they scored 18, because they front-loaded and back-loaded. The two middle innings, the fourth and the fifth inning, they did not score. But they scored five in the first which I love because that reminds me of my father when the Yankees were, you know, in their dynasty years and it seemed like Jeter and Knobloch always got on base. My dad would always joke around and say, let's get five in the first. So the Yankees got five in the first on Sunday and that cracked me up because of that. I thought of my dad. Five in the first, three in the second, two in the third, again, none in the fourth and the fifth, 2 in the 6th, 5 in the (laughs) 7th, 1 in the 8th, and then obviously they didn't come up for the ninth because they didn't have to. Now, fun fact about yesterday's game, even though it was 18-4, Manny Banuelo got his save because, or his first Major League save, because he pitched three innings. And people were wondering about that. They were like, but the Yankees are up by 14 runs. How is this possible? He pitched the last three innings. That's how it's possible. So he pitched three innings, gave up one run on three hits, struck out four. His ERA is down to 1.29. Jameson Tyone started, started the game, won the game. Obviously, the Yankees gave him all those runs. He gave up three runs, didn't look great. Didn't look great, had some issues. But five innings, three runs, seven hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Gave up a home run to Hap. Actually, Hap had a triple as well off Tyone. He kind of had Tyone's number. But thankfully, the Yankees... Had every single Cub pitcher's number. Although I don't know if... (laughs) I'm not sure if Frank Schwindel should count as a pitcher because he's a position player and he was pitching in the eighth inning, but he gave up a home run to Kyle Higashioka on a very slow pitch. Very, very, very slow. He actually threw one 36 miles an hour, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm pretty sure my brother threw the ball 36 miles an hour when we were at Boardwalk and Baseball in Florida. If you went to Florida in the 80s, if you went to Orlando in the 80s, you know that Boardwalk and Baseball was a place that existed. I believe I threw 28 miles an hour. I mean, I really, you know, I dialed it back and threw my whole body into it and tried to throw as hard as I could. I think I was like 12 at the time. So yeah, uh, Frank Schwindel... Hometown boy, Livingston, New Jersey, went to St. John's, gets to play in Yankee Stadium, and then gives up a home run to Kyle Higashioka, who hit two on Sunday. Matt Carpenter also hit two on Sunday. One off Daniel Norris and one off Mills. Higashioka's came off Norris and then the Schwindel. Joey Gallo had a double. Kinder Falefa had a double. Stanton had a double. Carpenter had a double. Carpenter had an unbelievable game. He was three for four. He drove in seven. He also walked. It's the power of the stash. I say it all the time. I know the power of the stash kind of escaped Nestor Cortez against the Twins, but the Twins have been beating up on a lot of pitchers lately because they did it to the Rays as well. So don't feel bad about that. Oh, speaking of the Rays, the Yankees will welcome them to Yankee Stadium on Tuesday. That's when the series begins. So I will be doing a preview of that series on Tuesday's show, which makes sense, doesn't it? So the, yesterday, the Yankees were 10 for 16 with runners in scoring position, still left 6 on base. The Cubs were 1 for 11 with runners in scoring position, left 7 on base. Now, the starter, Thompson... Obviously got the loss. He pitched two-thirds of an inning, gave up five runs, three of them earned on three hits, three walks. Daniel Norris gave up two home runs. Mills gave up one. Schwindel gave up one. Yeah, it was an interesting series for the Yankees. Again, started off... Eh? On Friday, Yes, they won. But whoo, was that frustrating seeing them not be able to score anything with the ghost runner? It was one thing to see the Cubs do it because the Cubs aren't good. You know, coming out of this series, the Cubs are now 23 and 36. You know, the Yankees are 44 and 16. And we're going to talk about that in segment three, because it is It's fun. I'll say that. It's fun to watch the Yankees right now, but I'm still me, and I'm still worried. So yeah, in a moment, we're going to talk about how good the Yankees are doing so far. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, Celtics, Warriors, all knotted up. Very exciting. Stanley Cup. All lined up, poor Rangers, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's discuss how well the Yankees have been doing. because. 44-16 44-16 is nothing to sneeze at. And the fun thing about the Yankees, and it was demonstrated in this series against the Cubs, there seems to be a different hero every day. And when certain guys that you expect to hit the ball have an off day, you have someone like Matt Carpenter, who wasn't even in the lineup yesterday, come in. And get seven runs batted in. Kyle Gashioka wasn't supposed to be in the lineup either. Jose Trevino was back acted up on Saturday. And I don't understand why Boone would have put him into a day game after a night game anyway. But alas, those two guys were not supposed to be in the game on Sunday. And that's what happens. And Friday night's game. Frustrating. But the bullpen It was a lockdown, shutdown performance from them. And they kept the team in the game until Trevino walked it off. That's just how this team keeps winning. If the offense is sputtering, the pitching picks them up. If the pitching is sputtering, the offense picks them up. You know, Tyone wasn't exactly sputtering, but the offense was like, we got you. We got you. We're just going to provide you with a ton of runs and you'll be fine. So, you know, even if you don't feel that great today and can't really get some pitches to fall where you want them to and some guys hit triples and doubles off you it's fine we're gonna just score 18 runs you know now as i've said a few times the test is here tomorrow is june 14th it's the first game against the rays you got the rays you got the jays you got the rays again now you have the rays at home Jays in Toronto, Rays in Tampa. This is the test. And it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier after the Rays, the Jays, and the Rays. Because whoever made the schedule for the Yankees this year, I don't know. I don't know. So they leave Tampa. It's three against the Rays here. Three against the Blue Jays in Toronto. They go directly to Tampa. There's no off day. So three in Tampa. Four against the Astros at home, which is fine. Three against the Athletics at home. And then they have a rescheduled game against the Astros that's rescheduled from a missed game when the season didn't start on time. So it's a rescheduled game from... April 4th in Houston. So let's go through that again. In case you didn't watch the show that I did about the schedule, three against the Rays at home, three against the Blue Jays in Toronto, no off day, directly to Tampa for three games, four against the Astros at home, three against the Athletics at home. Then they go to Houston to make up a game for April 4th because they were supposed to open the season in Texas and Houston. And obviously that didn't happen because the lockout wiped out the first week of the season. Then after they play in Houston, they go to Cleveland for three. They have an off day July 4th. Again, don't get me started on that. Hello, Yankee Doodle Dandy has Yankee in the song. Why wouldn't the Yankees play on July 4th? Two in Pittsburgh against the Pirates, then four against the Red Sox and Fenway. So yeah, this could be... The make it or break it. But the good thing is, with this 44-16 and start, the Yankees could conceivably fall off and go 500 the rest of the season and still win at least 92, maybe 93 games. Now, it depends on how the rest of the division does, but, you know, 93 games is good. And with the way the playoffs are set up, they could make the playoffs with 93 games. So, this is the test. I'm worried. Let me know if you're worried. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're listening to this, let us know on Twitter, at Lockdown Yankees all one word. If you feel the same way as I do. You know, some people were complaining about the Yankee schedule being too easy. Well, here you go. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> For the next, like, month and a half, it is not easy. And... The Pirates keep beating the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a horrible record against the Pirates, so don't think the Yankees are going to walk into Pittsburgh and beat up on the Pirates for two games. You never know. You never know. And you don't know how they're going to do in Cleveland either. So, yeah, it's not just the Rays, the Jays, the Rays, the Astros, the A's, and the Astros. You have to worry about those other teams as well. Now, Thankfully, the 2022 Yankees are doing what the 2021 Yankees could not do. They're beating up on the good, uh, the bad teams and so far doing okay against the good teams. Now, if they keep that up and do okay during this stretch and don't completely fall apart, then this team is legit. I don't know why it feels early for me to say this. If this were 20 years ago, I would be rubbing it in people's faces how well the Yankees are doing. But I learned my lesson 18 years ago. I don't rub things in before things are over. <laughs> I wish other people would learn that lesson, but alas, they do not. So, yeah, um, there's the test. Hopefully, people will stay healthy. Hopefully, this day off helps. Glaber-Torres was taken out of the lineup for Sunday, and what happened was the Yankees put up a lineup, then they put up a second lineup, then they put up a third lineup, and it all happened within like 10 minutes, so everyone was just worried that things were falling apart. Then the Yankees come out and win 18-4, so things aren't falling apart. Glaber apparently had a stomach issue. Trevino, as I said on Saturday, tweaked his back a little bit, so hopefully the rest on Sunday and the off day today will help. I know that he went to, there was a screening last night at the Tribeca Film Festival for The Captain, the Derek Jeter documentary series, and Trevino was there. He met Derek Jeter, was very excited about it. Someone tweeted about how excited Trevino said, and he's like, yeah, well, I met my childhood hero. You would be just as excited. And then I felt as old as dirt when he said that, because as I've told you guys many times, I'm the same age as Derek Jeter. And to hear someone say, he's my childhood hero. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Jose Trevino. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, fun fact about the walk-off on Friday night for Trevino. First walk-off he ever had was on Father's Day. Second walk-off he ever had, dad's birthday. And his dad had passed away, and he was thinking of his dad, and he walked it off. And then, on Friday, it was his son's birthday. So it seems like every time there's some big milestone in Jose Trevino's family's world some sort of birthday or something he likes to walk off so that's cool again still don't know why Aaron Boone didn't no I do know why Aaron Boone didn't put him in earlier he liked the matchups with Higashioka even though on Friday it looked like Higashioka couldn't hit water out of a boat but Boone finally put Trevino in the Yankees win and then on Sunday Kyle Higashioka hits two home runs just to annoy me it didn't annoy me. I was happy for him. It's about time. Let's, let's get things going, Kyle, okay? Let's get things going. As I mentioned, tomorrow's show will be a preview of the series against the Rays. We'll go through the matchups. We'll talk about both teams heading into this series, how I think the Yankees will do. You never know (laughs) against the Rays. Although I like their chances better at home. I'm worried about that series next week in Tropicana Field. But if you've watched or listened to this song, this song, no, if you've watched or listened to this show long enough, you know, I do not like Tropicana Field. I don't like how the Yankees play there, although they did okay the last time they were there. But again, you never know. There's always there always seems to be shenanigans in that place when they play. So we'll see what happens. So, yeah, we'll do a preview of the Yankees and Rays for tomorrow, plus any other news you need to know about. Hopefully nothing scary happens and I don't have to give you any injury updates because so far... Things have been okay. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment. Hit that bell notification button so you know when we put our videos out. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB. Paul Francis. Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major Leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So, enjoy your Monday, your off day, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. you. Mm-hmm.